This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Sci-Fi Saturdays Bartow. It's going to be February 21st, 2015. It's going to be at 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And it's going to be free in downtown Bartow. What's going to happen there, Deuce? They're going to have sci-fi vendors, costume contests, music, food, and family fun. They're even going to have Star Trek IV The Voyage Home on the two-story high movie wall. And guess who else is going to be there? A happy hour with Johnny and Deuce is going to be there, so you got to come check it out. Find them on Facebook at Sci-Fi Saturdays Bartow, and that's Sci-Fi spelled S-Y-F-Y, just like the television network, Saturdays Bartow. Do it. Hello, Internet. My name is Johnny Womack, and of course, I have my partner in crime. Deuce, what's going on, brother? Hey, Deuce. And of course, you're listening to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Deuce, there's been so much going on. But before we start off this amazing episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Oh, yeah. We are now back with our Happy Deuce salute. We can do it. Yay. We're We're not sick anymore. Yay. So, count of three. One, two, three. Ah, uh-huh. good times. <laughs> That's a little bit of a delay, but we uh, there it. we go. It, it's it's surround sound, I tell you. Yeah, surround sound. Oh, good job, man. <laughs> cheers, brother. Cheers, cheers, Boop. cheers. All right. Uh, so, what are you drinking, Deuce? I yeah. am drinking a Ice House Tall Boy because these were on sale at the Shop and Rob. So go. I was like, you uh, know what? Let me get a four pack of these. I'm drinking the Bud Light Platinum, thanks to our good friend Sean Sardinsky of, of Sci-Fi, Sci-Fi Saturdays, Saturdays Barto. Which is February 21st, uh, 11 a.m., so... Yeah, hopefully come uh, out and see us. Yeah, <clears throat> We'll definitely be there, and we'll be having a great time. We'll be trying our best to uh, do a live Twitch stream if we can, get the logistics on that, and uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I think, I think we'll have fun. It's um, going to be awesome. We'd love to come down, if you guys come down there and make, you know, even be like, hey, who are, you know, we may have you on the podcast for a minute if you want just to come in, you know, because we'll be, you know, live broadcasting the whole day, so. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun, and I hope you come out and see us at, at Sci-Fi Saturdays Barto. And speaking of things we want to see, I saw something pretty big that happened uh, a couple weekends ago with CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. If you guys didn't know, Deuce and I are old school uh, wrestling fans. We've been watching wrestling forever. As long as we've been playing video games, we've been watching wrestling and, of course, uh, definitely check out our older episodes. We have some amazing discussions on equality in wrestling. We also have some awesome discussions on uh, Chris Benoit, The Rock returning this year. So definitely go back and see the best of 2014. You know, Go check out our uh, wrestling if you're a big wrestling fan because we, we, uh, we definitely love it. So uh, CM Punk, a.k.a. Phil Brooks. That's true. He's uh, best in the world, as he called himself. He is back the best in the, in the world. And you and I are huge fans, huge marks for him. Oh, and, for uh, sure. And we, we loved him ever since, you know, back in the day, you know. Uh, he's a former Ring of Honor champion. Um, big, close friends with Colt Cabana, another Ring of Honor guy. And uh, big news, because he came on the Art of Wrestling podcast with Colt, Colt Cabana. podcast, yeah. which uh, we're both uh, both here at Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, big fans of the Art of Wrestling podcast oh, yeah. with Colt Cabana. Excellent. So big shout out to Colt. Love your show. Uh, you were big inspirations to both of us, so oh, yeah. definitely a lot of love to Colt Cabana. Yeah, he's had a bunch of people on his, you know, Steve Austin's been on it and all that stuff, so like oh, he's yeah. had some great people on there, and he knows his stuff, and he's actually got a really good 
uh, radio voice. Like you hear him, you're like, wow, that guy's yeah. got a nice voice, you know, because not everyone can do this. You know, no. it's, it's not not for everybody. No. And he's excited, and and he's really really close friends because they grew up in Chicago together. Yeah, uh, him and Sam Punk, and you know, I have to give tap my hat off to Sam Punk. You think most people they get dis- get get dis- disgruntled, you know, when they leave yeah. the company and they're upset and all this stuff. No mean tweets, nope. nothing, no tabloids, no interviews, nothing. This in his as CM Punk said in the interview, he goes, you know, I could have been paid a lot of money for what I'm about to say. It's not about the money. Yeah, you know, he feels because he wanted to help out his buddy. He yep. wanted to help out his friend and get him some hits on his podcast, which I think is smart because when you're in a position like that, when you've started at the bottom, if you raise yourself to the top. I, I can speak from personal experience to some degree on this. You remember the people who were there with you when you were at the bottom mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who try and latch on when you start getting to the top right. and you don't know who's there because you're you the person or it's, oh, you're you the celebrity. You have that celebrity status. Yeah, you know? and, and you get all these leeches and these latchers all on. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, the happy hour Johnny and Deuce, you know, we're yeah. on TV now and stuff. And yeah. Like, oh, you know, I remember them. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, we remember them. We went to high school with them. It's like, well, where you been? Why haven't yeah. you been following us on Twitter? Yeah. Or hitting us up on our Facebook page, exactly. which you can totally do by going to the search bar and hitting happy hour with Johnny and Deuce exactly. in the search bar at the top, you know. Oh, yeah. Where were you back in those days? Yeah, you know? and Deuce and I, you know, we we've we've been together since '97, back yeah. in the middle school days. And it's like Deuce always told me he <laughs> he put it correctly. He goes, Johnny, you know who your true friends are when you are at your worst. Yeah, and that's true. It's the exact truth because it's the people who are there with you in the beginning and the people who are there with you at your worst. Because everybody wants to be with you when you're at the top. When, oh yeah. When you know when you're doing great, everybody wants to to jump on the bandwagon and get a free ride, but nobody wants to be there when you're paying your dues and you're dragging yourself through the dirt. Exactly. So seeing CM Punk is you know staying with his boys. To me, that that shows me a level of respect and a level of honesty and integrity. That is huge. Well, I thought we'd actually sit down and kind of discuss the podcast that he was on and some of the you know bombshells that he he dropped. Oh uh, yeah, he dropped a bunch of stuff on there, and I thought we'd break that down before we get into his, his yeah. new news that's happened recently. Uh, all the hashtags that come with that, and the the thing he 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 prefaced his comments by saying, "I'm not trying to bash WWE. I'm not trying to." And you I know. think he did a good did, job. I thought because, he did a good job. I mean, job. he could have gone full Monty and just yep. went. You he know, goes, "This is yeah. not a shoot. I'm no. not trying to bash WWE, no. but I have things that I did I not grievances. like. I have grievances. things I want to, you That's know, exact air out. Phrasing. Yeah. He said grievances was his exact words. And you know, one of the reasons why I love CM Punk, you know, he he was always like he gave his 120 percent. Every time he stepped into that squared circle. Oh, yeah. And he talks about some matches we'll get into in a little bit that I just blown away. Like, this dude could have died. I was blown away by some of the material he dropped on us. But for me, it's like, you know, he, he grew up loving the art of wrestling, yeah. Yeah. to use the, you know, Colt Cabana's name there. Um, yeah. He loved the art of wrestling. He grew up as a fan. It wasn't like oh, Goldberg yeah. where, you know, we talked about in another episode where Goldberg was just a football player that kind of wanted to see if he can do it. Yeah. And you could tell that Goldberg was not passionate about you – know, yeah. I'm not saying he didn't love his fans, but yeah. I was saying he was not – he didn't leave, live, breathe, eat wrestling yeah. growing up. You know, he didn't, you know – he talked about him and Colt Cabana where they'd go and wrestle for 50 people in a barn and, yeah. and stuff like that. It's like – you know, yeah, that that shows how much you love what you're doing. Well, I think one of my favorite things in the whole interview was he used the phrase, "What would Harley Race do?" Yeah, and me and you both being old school wrestling oh, yeah. fans, we know Harley Race. Yeah. We know who he was, and yeah. that was one 
tough son of a bitch. He was. Excuse, he was. excuse the turn of a phrase, but he was a, a tough son of a bitch, and he loved the business. And it's like when you live your life by what would Harley Race do as a wrestler, that's a pretty high standard. And knowing that that's how he 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 did his whole wrestling career and how he thought about things and and how not only that, but Harley Race really looked up to CM Punk. Like, wow. I mean, that's saying something. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's no joke, you know? Well, well let's let's bring him into WWE and, and you know, he came off uh he, he was pretty much a uh a baby face at first. <laughs> he had long hair and you know, he, he, he was he had that he was always been straight edge and if you're yeah. not sure what straight edge means, you know alcohol no alcohol, no drugs. Um and uh you know, he had he had some tattoos and everything like yeah. that. So he had that cool hard look. So he people mistook him as a heel right when he came yeah, on. Yeah, right out the gate. Because he had that metal music he was coming in, interest yeah. music and whatnot. And, but I remember he was high energy and like he, he, he had really good martial arts skills, like his, his kicks and roundhouse kicks. Like the dude had, has chops. You know, the dude yeah. knows what he's doing. And, uh, of course, you know, WWE saw that. And I remember, what was it, some of the specials that they had uh, on the network, they are talking about how, or was it, the, it was the CM Punk special. Yeah. We are talking about how he had to bust his ass just to get get titles like they yeah. weren't they weren't believing in him no you know he had to prove them wrong and he said that one person that really believed in him was uh, paul, paul Heyman. Heyman. he was the one guy that said hey this guy has something this kid has something yeah. you know well paul Heyman found him in ovw which of you don't know out there that's called ohio ohio valley wrestling yep. and that's kind of like the starter circuit for uh wwe now this is before they bought you know fcw which was in florida right. which is now an xt uh, but uh, Paul Heyman was running it, and yep. the thing was back then, Paul Heyman had free run of the show. It was like, look, Paul Heyman could write, direct, do whatever he wanted. Then, now we're we're talking back a few years ago is when they brought ECW back, and it was going to be on the Sci Fi Channel, and they again gave Paul Heyman free reign. They said, look, you can take whoever you want from OVW, and you can bring them over to the new ECW. And he was like, I want CM Punk. And that was his big thing because nobody had faith in him. Uh, you know, Paul Heyman was the only guy uh, who had any faith in him and really was kind of his his cheerleader, for lack right. of a oh, better yeah, word. Oh, yeah, definitely. Was definitely his cheerleader. And just. He had arguments with McMahon, uh, Paul Heyman. They would go back and forth. Oh, and, yeah. You know, and Michael Hayes and them. Yeah. Michael Hayes was like a, a developmental, developmental guy as and well. And also, he's one of the lead writers and has been for right. a long time next to Stephanie McMahon. Right. And, and and this is before Triple H became the COO. This is yeah. like this is before all that. Yeah, we're talking here about two thousand what four or five easily, easily. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, this is when Michael P. Hayes had a lot of yeah. uh, you know Influence. pull backstage. Yeah. yeah. And we've heard stories about him, and we won't get into that. But yeah. you know, he had a lot of pull, and I I think he he was throwing roadblock to be perfectly well, honest. I think I think. Let's let's be honest here. I think CM Punk came in and he had the Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan obviously came out after, but yeah. they I equated the same way the WWE looked at Daniel Bryan. Yeah, he's not he's not six foot eight. He's not two hundred seventy five. He's not pounds. some steroided looking out freak. He's not like, a yeah. heavyweight champion. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have the prototypical yes. heavyweight champion. Yeah, you know, he doesn't look like a champion. Yeah. You know, WWE heavyweight champion. So I think. But the crowd started. He was going over with the crowd. Uh, very like, much, yeah. This is when he was a heel, like I mean, a face. When he was what people, you know, he was kind of a yeah. baby face, and he he was coming out with that kill switch engage heavy metal music, and yeah. people were digging him. 
and then it was what was it? The Nexus stuff was happening, or no, 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 no. no. It, first he did he did ECW, and the first right. thing was he was part of the New Breed because the New Breed. That's yeah, right, I was which was an ahead. ECW because right, 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 right. there was you had the old ECW originals, right? And then they had a group of guys called the New Breed, which one of those guys was. Uh, uh, Elijah Burke right, ended right, right, up right. going t- over to TNA. Right, I remember. Um, yeah. And there was about four of those guys, and they, they had a really good group there. And the sad thing is, I think TNA really dropped the ball with the other three. They did. The other three guys, they didn't I do think, anything with them. No, no. and and, and they, either, they didn't push them. They didn't market no. them. Yeah. So they left for TNA and they left for the indie circuits. But CM Punk was the only one who stayed, and I think it's the only reason he stayed is because the mere fact that Paul Heyman kept pushing him down, right. you know, people's throats, saying. We need to build around this guy. This right. guy is going to be the future of our company. Yeah. You don't understand, which uh, come to find out, yeah, he really was. He was, uh, yeah. even though nobody listened, and um, you know, really pushed him. And then from there, he went to being on SmackDown, and that's when he was doing really big on SmackDown. He started doing good. He won back to back Money in the Banks oh, at yeah, WrestleMania. That's right. that's right, he did. Um, and that was the thing. Like he would win Money in the Bank, and it just would fizzle. Like they wouldn't want him to cash it in. They didn't, yeah. they didn't believe he should hold the title. Yeah, or, this is back when he had two titles. The, the, yeah, the back day. when there was two Money in the Bank. Yeah, uh, he had the World cases, Heavyweight yeah. Championship, and then he had the WWE Championship. So he had the two titles. Yeah, uh, and obviously to preface our comments, the the World Heavyweight Championship was the WCW belt essentially. Yeah. And uh, he finally won that belt. Yes. Like, let's give him credit. He finally won yeah. the belt. But he only held it for like two or three months, it and was, then he lost it. Yep. And then that's when they started the Straight Edge Society. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. With, what's her name? With the chick? I forget uh, what her name uh, is. I want to say her name was like Lana or something. Oh, I but it, she, she got her head shaved. Yeah, yeah. And Luke Gallows I love was a big that. part of I that. I love the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. He started really, and he was he was full on heel at this point. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember he's getting more tattoos and yeah. all that stuff. He had an awesome look. And, and that's the thing is he's changed his look throughout the years. Yeah. Facial hair, no facial hair, yeah. shaved head, long hair, etc. Like he's he, and that's something he said in his podcast. Yeah. Is like every time he, he would reinvent himself, his look, yeah. you know, and in that way kind of like that's from this punk era yeah this is from this punk era yeah and uh i, I love the straight edge society stuff I, oh that was one of my favorite royal rumbles is he was there first and he would basically every time somebody would get in the rumble they'd go in he'd give them the the gts yep go to throw them out of the ring and then he would keep sitting down in the middle of the ring talking almost like a a, a jesus figure if you will kind of spouting off his his is SES rhetoric. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was a good, like, that was... A the cool gimmick. I really liked it. Cool gimmick and one of the most interesting Royal Rumbles because usually the beginning of a Royal Rumble is kind of slow. It's Very like slow. a slow burn. Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. I was on the edge of my seat for the whole first 20, 30 minutes of the Rumble for the first 10 people because I want to say it was five or six people in a row. He just knocked out oh, and yeah. kept talking. It wasn't even, yeah. So he got to talk for 10 minutes straight on the mic. Yep. Just... Bing, knock somebody out. It was it was Sit very out, interesting. Bing. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. And I, I guess we'll fast forward because you guys can go back and check check them out on the WWE Network, which is nine ninety nine. So you can go back and check on him. But we'll fast forward. He he ends up winning the the WWE Championship, <laughs> and that was where he really broke through in the company. Oh, definitely. He actually surpassed John Cena in merch sales. Yes, and that was a huge eye opener. It too. still is a huge eye opener because nobody passes uh, surpasses no. uh, John Cena in merch and sales. And so he's and hasn't since nope. since CM Punk beat him. Nobody right. else has beat him. Dinner Bryan got sales. close a couple of times, but still nowhere. Yeah. Um. 
And so he, you know, he he went on that streak with Paul Heyman. I love when he teamed up back with Paul Heyman, and he had four hundred plus days, consecutive yeah. days as a champion, the most second ever, longest running champ ever, and yeah. the number one champ in, our in this generation. Era. Yeah. yeah, and so I love that run, and, and the crowd loved him because he was full on heel at this yeah. point. Crowd loved him. He was getting. That's when the big CM Punk chant started really going through. Yeah, and then what happens after that, Deuce? <sighs> after that, as much as I hate to say it, he drops the belt to. Um, the Rock, which right. in the business we call that doing the job. Mm-hmm. He jobbed out because they said, "Look, you know this is The Rock. You know he's a big deal. He's a big superstar. He gets a lot of eyeballs on the product." And even CM Punk said himself, "He said, you know what? I understand. I'll, I'll do what you tell me to. I'm going to be a good little soldier." Well, that's what a lot of a lot of his a lot of this talk with Colt and at the our wrestling podcast. Yeah. He talked about how. Vince was said, "I'll owe you one. I'll owe you one. Yeah. And this is that." And, he, and yeah, I'll like, owe you one if you drop it to me. Oh, if you work WrestleMania against the Undertaker, you are you'll owe me one. Or if you work against Brock, you'll owe me one. And at one point near the end of the podcast, he said, "Vince owed me four favors, right. and I didn't get dick from him." No, you and know. Also, not only that, he had a blo- a full out blown staph infection on the back of his. Small he had fucking back. Mercers, what yeah. they said. Yeah, so like he could have died. Yeah, uh, easily. Yeah, and so it's like I mean, it opened my eyes. Uh, you know about oh, the WWE. Yeah. Not the oh, same. Yeah. He treated everybody that way. But it's made everyone in the locker room scared because I give Stone Cold credit. Stone Cold had Vince McMahon on recently, uh, yeah. on in on his podcast. But they had it broadcast after Raw on the WWE Network. Which credit creditors do? They broadcast it on the WWE Network, Raw and uncut, and they didn't sugarcoat anything. And they did not try to like cover the blemishes, if you will, because. Stone Cold asked McMahon oh, some some hard questions, well, and he answered them, and they didn't cut it out. They, I mean, no. he could have edited it. Well, the thing is, one of the questions that Stone Cold goes he goes, "Hey, you know, other than John Cena, who do you got? You know, what other superstars? Yeah. You want more superstars, right?" And Vince goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, Stone Cold put out a challenge to everyone in the locker yeah. room. He goes, "Hey, you know, I, I want more people to step up." And that was a problem. Is CM Punk was saying that people were too afraid to say anything because there's so yeah. many writers, and Punk was was being told what to do by different people and one person was telling him one thing and one was telling the other. It's just I felt like CM Punk got really mishandled. Like well, I I'm think not he trying got to pick railroaded. sides. He got railroaded, but yeah. I, I don't I'm not trying to pick sides because I love I still love the product, the WWE product. Yeah. Uh we're still fans of it. But I, I do feel like anyone that's not on top, like you're in the middle. Because right now you got Rollins and, and and Ambrose that are really getting a push because yeah. because uh, Reigns and O'Brien are out, right? So yeah. it's like you, they're trying to push other people. But essentially, Steam Hunt goes, hey, I, you know, he goes, I'm going to drop a bomb right now. Yeah. I created the shield. Yeah. And my head exploded. I had no idea. And he goes, no one's going to, you know, you'll have people say they'll deny it, but I created the shield. And I was just like, wow. So, like, Punk knew what was good for business, what was, quote-unquote, best for business. But they He does. Him and him. Paul Heyman have yep. some of the best minds for wrestling that there may ever be. Because Paul Heyman, I mean, come on. He, he's the, the father of ECW, right. which had some of the greatest angles ever in pro wrestling. These guys have such a great knowledge. They just have to deal with the hierarchy of the McMahons and, and Triple H and Stephanie and I think when you're dealing with the three of them, and I'm going to put a lot of this out there, and I, I apologize if I hurt some feelings, I think if it's not their idea, they don't want to hear it. No. You know what I mean? 
Like, I think well, if it's and, like, and oh, I didn't think of it, so it's not good. Well, it can't actually, be good because I, I didn't think of it. I actually feel like McMahon at least tried, even though he, he was erroneous. I felt like Triple H was the one that stood out the most in this interview by not, not even returning oh, phone calls, yeah. not returning tech, not, 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 you know, returning text. The fact that he got uh, his he he ended up getting fired and he didn't he didn't quit. Let's just put that out there. And you can listen to the whole podcast. We're not going to get into everything because you definitely should go check out Colt's yeah. uh, podcast. But the fact that he got his his uh, essentially his pink slip on his wedding day, yeah, that's a big f you, a big slap yeah. in the face. A Which punch I don't in the give gut. a shit what Vince McMahon or anybody else said about. Oh, hey, we didn't know it was totally an accident. No, you know when Homeboy got married because a. His wife is Who's one of your employees. employees. Yeah, yeah. Listen, so it's AJ not like Lee, you know. Let's just yeah. preface people if yeah. they don't know. AJ Lee and uh, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, uh, are they married. Got, they're married in real Which life. Which God bless them. The best luck to them. Congratulations yes. to the two of you kids. I don't think I've seen a happier couple oh, in yeah. forever. Yeah. So con- congratulations well, to the two of you. You deserve it. Exactly. And, and I, I just I wish the best for the both of you. Hands down. Yeah. And. um yeah, so like I, I feel so bad for both of them. I mean, imagine you're getting all happy. It's a, you know, it's your wedding day. You're all excited. It should be a very and then you get special a FedEx day. Yeah, that gives you all these papers, and you're like, uh, you know, like, yeah. it, and then long story short, he exits from. You know, he yeah. is no longer part of the WWE. Correct. And he's doing different things in his off time, trying to keep busy and whatnot, yeah. and uh, staying healthy. And he's losing a ton of weight because he's not the weight lift a lot now. Yeah. So he's not trying to have to be big anymore. So he's like t- losing a ton of weight. He's doing a lot of karate and jiu-jitsu and all that stuff. Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? I think. Yep. And we, he, you know, he does a follow-up episode. Yeah. Uh, which you could check out. But one of the big things that stood out from there was they were asking him about, you know, would you be interested in doing UFC at all? Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm not, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Would you ever come back to WWE? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Yeah. The door is never shut, you know, because like he was talking about Chris Jericho, how Chris Jericho when he left uh, back in 05, yeah. he said he wouldn't come back, and he ended up coming back. You know, yeah. like for two years he was gone. So he's saying, "Don't count me out," but there's no guarantee I'll come back. Yeah. Which I will, I will say that reminds me a lot of John Morrison because when John Morrison left, he said, "Don't count me out." I can come back, and now he's doing a lot of indie gigs. He's yeah. doing a lot of acting, too. Right. So I think Phil was smart enough to be like, look, my clock's winding down, wwe He's 36 years old. Yeah. You know. Um, and he wants to try some things before his time runs out, which, right. you know what? That takes a – it's ballsy, and it takes a big man to say, you know what? I want to try something new at that stage in your life because a lot of people in that stage of your life just want to be really content, punch a clock, get their paycheck, go right. home – don't want to rock the boat. Exactly. But he said, you know, not only am I going to leave what I'm doing and, that I'm making really good money on, I'm going to get in a whole new career, which is UFC, which, I mean, that takes some some big cojones, if but you will. But before we get into the UFC talk, let, let's mention that, you know, he's a huge comic book fan. Huge, uh, huge. And he's actually teaming up with Marvel, uh, with Marvel um, to write Thor Annual, which I think yeah. comes out... January or February, something like that. Yeah, I want to say he's it's doing, the of January. Yeah. yeah, he's doing some uh, tours with it uh, here soon. Yeah. But uh, congrats, because I love yeah. Deuce and I love comics, and yeah. we're definitely gonna be picking that up. Definitely. Uh, we definitely love it. So, uh, and I actually sent a tweet out to um, CM Punk today, just saying, "Hey, man, you know, big fans, we love you. We'll support you no matter what you do." And I put a hashtag Thor Annual, so that yeah. way he knows I, I know, you know, yeah. putting something else he's doing. 
you know, and I, I told him I didn't want to flood your wall or flood your yeah. Twitter. Because, um, I so. mean, I'm sure he gets, he gets flooded all the thousands. time. He gets thousands. But yeah. I don't think he's going to be like, this guy's a jackass. I think he's no. going to be like, all right, this guy This cares. guy knows what we're talking about, you know, what I'm talking about. And that's the way I wanted yeah. to come across. I wanted to come across as a fan, not someone that's, you know. Well, you don't want to come across as like a WWE fanboy right. because I'm sure he gets, because he even talked about in the podcast how he gets flooded crazy, with all, crazy. Crazy. top fans. Yeah. yeah, these WWE fanboys that live in the basement that are, it, you know. And also, don't, uh, one last thing. Before we get in the UFC, don't just chant WWE. Don't just chant CM Punk's name when, when um, AJ Lee's out there. Because, I mean, he said that was it's really awkward because it's like he wants them to chant AJ, AJ's name. Because it's like they do it like she's out there. Yeah, and they're chanting his name because they think that that's going to help her. Which right. it's doing the complete polar opposite. Yeah. That's actually probably shooting her more in the foot. Right. Which will drop a little bombshell on you. Word on the street is after this pay-per-view that's coming up. TLCS for you kids out there that's tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs because we had to add stairs this year for some fucking reason. Yeah. She's done with WWE. You it, think so? The word on the street and from the dirt sheets. Well, he he bashed the dirt sheets. Uh, well, he that. always bashes dirt but sheets, he, he, but it's it's hilarious how much of this shit that he said I had read on dirt sheets. And well, I'm like, huh, I, I know, but man, but he's also they're, they're said a lot closer than they we think are, they are. But he's also uh, disproved some stuff the dirt sheets has put. So don't read yeah. everything. Take everything with a grain of salt. Well, yeah. But anyways, this week uh, we saw announcement that he wants to sign. He signed with UFC, and you yeah. have a few things that you want to talk about with. Oh, definitely. So how about this, boys and girls? We're going to take a quick little break here on the Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce, and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about. CM Punk coming to the UFC. This episode of the Happy Hour is brought to you by Amber Johnson and Rarity Photography. Nothing gets Amber Johnson with Rarity Photography more excited than an amazing picture. And you know what time of year it is now, Johnny? What time is it? It's starting to be the fall and the Christmas season, which is a huge time for weddings, family Christmas photos, and now it's a great time for Rarity Photography. You can get a hold of Amber Johnson at Rarity Photography. You can find her on Facebook. You can email her at rarityphotos at gmail.com, and that's spelled Rarity, R-A-R-I-T-Y, photos, P-H-O-T-O-S at gmail.com or you can call her simply at 863-303-3789 and that's Amber Johnson with Rarity Photography. Alright and we're back and I'm Johnny and we have Deuce. This yes, is the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce and Deuce. So I was watching the last UFC pay-per-view and who shows up on my screen but CM Punk. Which borderline makes me want to shit myself just in and of itself. Then he drops a bombshell. I'm coming and fighting for UFC in 2015. Big news. Internet exploded. It was huge. Internet exploded. My fucking living room exploded. Like, I thought people were going to full-blown riot in my living room because we were so excited. Um, I'm super excited. There's a lot of things that go into this. Because, one, you get a lot of Brock Lesnar, CM Punk comparisons which i think are completely unfounded well, they're a different class weight yeah class. it's it's well not different weight class styles but it's, too. it's 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 chocolate vanilla it's right. you know apples and oranges you can't really compare the two because they're completely different right. but um uh, the thing i love is is we talked about how everything kind of went sideways with wwe 
and he got a lawyer, thank God, which got him out of his no-compete clause with WWE because originally his no-compete clause said he couldn't be in a combat sport for a year. So because he got a a ballsy lawyer. Well, he the fine print is he he doesn't he doesn't work for the WWE. He is a subcontractor. So it's it's yeah. actually pretty easy to get out of your contract if you're WWE. Well, so. that that's kind of what I suspected, but uh, yeah. which is awesome because he has said for a while he wanted to do this, and I kind of knew he wanted to do this because now you're going to have to rewind the clock about a year or so. But when he was coming out to the ring before he left, he was coming out in uh, Gracie Jiu Jitsu uh, fight wear. Like hoodies and stuff like that, because he actually was uh, training with uh, Henair Gracie, and he's been training under Henair Gracie for quite some time. So this isn't like something he just decided to do. He's been trying to do it for a while, and even in Cole Cabana's podcast, he talked about how he wanted to get like fight shorts like the UFC guys right. and get sponsors, kind of like what Brock has, right. and he had Slim Jim on the line and some other right. people. So I mean, he's got people that want to, uh, you know, help him with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things I read when I was doing my research today is uh, King Mo has seen him fight. And I don't know if you know King Mo. He wrestles for TNA, but he's also a big part of Bellator MMA. Right. Right. Um, and he said he appears to be a purple belt in jujitsu. So he, you know, in the ring, he was using a lot of the jujitsu style. Even though I know pro wrestling and real wrestling two totally different things in UFC. But jujitsu is no joke. Well, it's kind of like uh, Anderson Silva. You know, he's he's known for his legs and knees. Oh, and all that. He, yeah. he is quick on his feet, uh, and so it's kind of like the same idea. And I I think if as long as CM Punk sticks to what he knows and just improves upon it, yeah. I think he's going to have to have to learn a ground game oh, because definitely. that's something every UFC fighter you have to be able to know. Even if you're not a ground game guy, you need to know how to defend it. Yeah, you know that's one thing you get your ass. Prime example: Brock Lesnar. He lost his first fight because he didn't know how to do the ground game. All he knew how to do was the stand and pound, or as I like to call it, the clanging and banging. Like he knew how to clang and bang all day, but you right. got him on the ground, he was fucked. Right and. That happened to him in later fights. Like, right. if he stood and he was clanging and banging, punching and punching. He lost to a submission, didn't he? An arm hold or something? No, like the that? first one he lost to, I want to say it was like a leg hold or something. Leg hold. Okay. For his first one. And really, it was a fluke. Like, the, he was beating the guy's ass, and then he got the guy on the ground. He, he got on top of him, and the guy just got slick and grabbed his leg, twisted it up, put it in almost like a Kurt Angle, Angle Lock kind of thing, and he tapped. And, and he even said as soon as the fight was over, he's like, man awesome fight to that guy because he totally got me because I was slacking because I don't have the ground game. Yep. I'm going to beat your ass the next time and I'll be damned if he didn't. He'd beat his ass like it was his job the next time. Um, which is another thing I will say about U, uh, UFC and CM Punk. Um, and, and it's it's going to be a pretty big question, I think, when he does join UFC with fight fans. Uh, Dana White is pretty much revealed that you know he's going to probably fight anywhere between the 170 and 185 uh fight bracket like yeah. in that weight class yeah. which those are two very very hard weight classes like there's a lot of good fighters in that but Dana White said his first fight is either going to be a guy with a record of 1 and 0 1 and 1 or 2 and 1 so basically someone he, else is breaking into the into exactly the business, which so. i think is smart for two reasons one you don't want your big money guy to get beat in his first fight because this guy is going to sell pay-per-views, period. Oh, well, that's what you asked me that question. You go, hey, yeah. you know, Johnny, before we start recording, 
you know, would you go? What do you think fans will do? Do you think UFC will get a bunch of WWE people there to watch the pay per view? Hell yeah! Yeah, my wife loves watching WWE, but she's not the biggest. Yeah. She's not the biggest UFC uh, fan. UFC fan. But if Punk goes in UFC, we're both gonna be at your house yeah. at night watch the pay per view. Yeah, because like that's gonna get asses in the seats, as you say. Yeah. And it's the truth because uh, we actually, and kind of to pull the screen back a little bit for you guys for behind the scenes of Happy Hour and Johnny Deuce, we had a conversation about before the WWE Network, I used to get three pay-per-views a month. I got the TNA pay-per-view, I got the WWE pay-per-view, and I got a UFC pay-per-view. So my pay-per-view bill alone was $180 a month. I stopped getting the TNA pay-per-views because, well, they sucked. Well, we know about that. Yeah, and then I, I got rid of the WWE pay-per-views because I got the WWE Network, which is nine ninety nine. So that saved me money. So I had plenty of extra money left yeah. over to get the UFC pay-per-views, and I stopped because the cards were crap. And I think that was another problem was Dana White saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And he was like, hey, if we can get someone in here to kind of... To you know, stir things up. Reinvigorate yeah. the UFC. I think that's what he needs to do. And yeah. uh, I think CM Punk's going to... Because right now he has his own merch that he's selling yeah. on ProWrestlingShirts.com or something yeah. like that. And and they look awesome, too. Yeah. I, I want to buy one. They look great. Uh, but I wonder, like, now that he's going to be in UFC, he's going to be able to get all these sponsorships. And on top of that, think all the merch he's going to sell. Because uh-huh. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm getting his walk-up shirt for his first UFC fight. And pretty much any UFC merch he does, I'm going to buy just because it shows people, so hey, hard. people are inter- interested in punk. And it it's what we call getting eyeballs on the product. Exactly. This is going to get eyeballs from uh, casual fans, from WWE fans. ESPN is going to cover this. Oh, they will. ESPN blew the fuck up. The next morning after the pay-per-view... Holy shit, you wouldn't have known that there was anything the night before but a UFC fight. And they hardly ever cover UFC because UFC won't let them use footage from their fights on like SportsCenter. But you wouldn't have known that the next day because they were blowing up and showing pictures of Punk and, you know, vines of Punk and shit like that. And I'm like, dude, this is blowing up. Like, this is huge. Like, this is pretty epic level bombshell Punk drop that he's going to join UFC. So, I mean, I don't. I don't think anybody has any delusions of grandeur that he is not going to put some fucking asses in seats. Right, and no one goes undefeated in the UFC, so I no. mean he's going to take a couple of losses. It'll oh, for happen. Sure. But I think he's he's a, he's smart enough guy that he'll <laughs> learn from his mistakes and he'll know what to improve upon. And yeah. he might even add a few things to his his game, like a submission move or something. Who knows? We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, but he's definitely a quick striker. Um, his his legs are fantastic. Yeah. I mean his leg, you know, he's great with kicks and and knees and all that stuff and. The dude knows his, you know, knows his, knows some arts there, yeah. and uh, I, I do think, you know, he'll have a ground game to work on, and if he throws in a submission or something like that, you know, that, you know, that's all he really needs because the dude is in shape. You can't, you can't say he's not in shape. The dude's in shape. Yeah. Uh, he said he feels great. You know, he, he's not yeah. hurt. And he feels good, and you know, he understands. And he came out on a quote uh, about it, saying, you know, I understand that, you know, I've not had any experience in this. I'm yeah. not. You know, come in with the oh no record, you know, yeah. and all this stuff, and I have to gain respect from fans. He yeah. understands that, you know, and uh, so I mean, hats off to him on that because, you know. But I will say this: he comes in with a skill ninety percent of them does don't have, and that's mic skills. He can get on the mic, he can cut a promo, and he can sell a fight. Because I'll tell you what, holy crap! It's true, ninety percent of the UFC guys cannot sell a fight because they're like, I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna beat that guy. I've got the better record. I get the better stats. See you at the fight. 
It's like, yeah, no, 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 that does not sell me a fight. Like, and that's part of the reason I haven't been buying UFC pay-per-views, because it is boring as shit. Like, I will buy a Ronda Rousey fight every single time. I will buy a George St. Pierre fight every single time. Because yeah. those are... You don't mess with GSP, man. Uh, he's awesome. You don't mess with he's GSP. Awesome. Yep. Uh, he's are in a goddamn... With GSP? <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's in a damn Marvel movie, for he's crying excellent. out loud. He's so, I mean, you know, he is, he is, he's crossed over. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, there are these fighters that sell fights because of who they are and their skills. But 90% of the other fighters, it's like... Fighter A will be fighting Fighter B it is, for the true. middleweight no title, na- and it's no like, names. who the fuck are these guys? And no who one cares? cares. No, exactly. You and, want people to have a brand recognition and, and a personality, Punk, and a personality. And yeah. CM Punk comes into the yeah. UFC with all, a all these fans. You know that he's going to bring in. People oh, yeah. are going to come in to see what he's out. People that are WWE fans, people that are just fans of mixed martial arts, are going to come in and his see his Twitter followers, his Facebook fans. I everything. mean, he's bringing in. He here's the thing when when you try to do anything when it comes to a marketing standpoint you're looking for things that move the needle what moves the needle Twitter followers what moves the needle Facebook followers that's what sells sponsorships that's what sells you know the people that are buying the ads on the ring apron those are the people like Bud Light that are buying ads during right. the pay-per-view because they know Oh my God! He's got a million Facebook followers, and he's got you know three million Twitter fans and yeah. Twitter followers. You know that's four million people that might buy the fight, less buy ads. He moves that needle. You know Joe Schmo Fighter B and Joe Schmo Fighter A do not do that. Dude, he's he's going to sell a shit ton of merch. I mean, it is going to be so the, much the merch. merch sales alone are going to be mind boggling because Dana White's going to yeah. his head's going to spin when he sees the merch sales. Yeah. I mean, that first shirt that goes up on sale, yeah. they're going to sell out of it. Yeah. I guarantee you. So, wow, I'm excited. Actually, we're talking about this, the more yeah. excited I'm getting. The I'm more super I'm, excited. I'm I've already been st- like pretty much searching yeah. the UFC website every day, which see, I never look at. Right. Well, to look to see if it's any of his merch has gone traction. up. It's giving yeah. them more traction. It's giving them more attention as it's well. It's giving the them UFC more you know, uh, page likes. It's giving them more uh, Twitter followers. It's getting them more views on it's their website. It's making UFC yeah. more relevant, to be honest. I yeah. mean, because it's been a snooze fest these last few yeah. months. Which is hilarious. You, you told me, because yeah. every it was like it was, seemed like every other month it was like a, a pretty good pay-per-view when you go over to your house and we yeah. have a good time. And then it was like, all of a sudden, it's like, a drought. I haven't heard from yeah. you in months and there hasn't been nothing, nothing to nothing. write home about. No, so. it's it seems like, and it, here's the thing, and this is what tells me that the product has been shitty. They give away fights that are on Fox Sports 1 and that are on regular Fox for free. You know how many of them I've watched? A big fat goose egg because it's like, uh, okay. And literally, it has been to the point where I'm at a bar and the fight's on and I'm not even paying attention. I'm just like drinking and talking to my buddies. And it used to be, and Johnny will vouch, the complete polar opposite. If there was a fight on, I was at the house watching it with my friends. We were all like gathered together having a good time. But lately, I've been so checked out of the UFC because it's just been boring as shit. But now that he's coming back, you got to remember Ronda Rousey's coming back after the new year, and she's going to be fighting again. Well, like, she's been heavy into movies lately, so it's like well, she's been, been heavy into movies, and plus she had some some I don't know if it was surgery or just rehab for a couple issues, but she's got that going on. Also, we're talking about possibly Gina Carano coming back and fighting for UFC, which would be huge because knock on wood. I don't think she has ever fought in UFC so far. Um, also, this uh, Friday coming up, I'm actually really excited about. It's the season finale of The Ultimate Fighter, but this season has been all women. 
So literally Friday night, there's eight women fights. So I'm looking forward to watching that because, man, bringing female fighters to UFC was something Dana was like, no, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. But now that it has, it's really blown things up and, and brought a whole new level of fighting and a whole lot of new fight fans. I know people that are watching now because of the female fights, a, a lot being women, to be honest with you, because they really enjoy it. And, you know, I'm looking forward to those fights coming up. So UFC is finally put a little bit of the fire back in my belly when it came to USC because for a while I was I was just checked out. I was just like, you know, this is boring. This is, you know, but now with CM Punk back and and the girl fights and Ronda Rousey coming back, man, I, things might start kicking on all cylinders. What do you think for WWE UFC. does now? Shits their pants. <laughs> to be honest with you because I mean, well, here's the thing. CM Punk made a great point. He was CM Punk before he came to WWE, yeah. so he owns that name. Well, WWE yeah. doesn't own that name. No, and he has the copyright to that yeah. name, so nobody can take CM Punk away from CM Punk. Yeah. Which I think in his uh in his eyes is brilliant because he copyrighted it before he got to WWE. Um but you know this uh weekend coming up is TLCS, Tables, Ladders, Chairs, and Stairs, which is going to be Snorefest. If anybody comes to my house and watch it, I'll be surprised. Next pay-per-view is Royal Rumble. Well, I'll be there, Royal Rumble. Yeah, Royal Rumble is kind of like our yearly tradition. Royal Rumble and Mania are pretty huge, at least in our little world. And, you know, I think we'll have a lot of people there for Royal Rumble, but depending on how Royal Rumble goes, I think it's really going to be the tail of the tape. because For WWE. Yeah, because last year's WrestleMania was terrible. Last year's Royal Rumble was terrible. They really got to pull the nose up on this thing, man, because if they shit the bed again this year, I, I don't know about next year, man. Well, that was something that Steve Austin said in his podcast. Like, hey, how do you make this brand better? How do you get more subscribers yeah. on W? And, and Austin, being as straight as he is, he oh, goes, yeah. hey, what about those UK subscribers? He just dropped that question right in his lap mm-hmm. because they, they screwed over the UK fans because they were announcing totally. a day and the day of, they cut it off. Yep. Like, this isn't working. Yep. I mean, how do you do that to a huge fan base? Yeah. I'd say the UK is even more passionate about wrestling than we are. Oh, definitely. So, definitely. And, and I don't William know. William Regal, bless his heart, he was all excited, and now it's like, yeah. whoops. You know? And I just felt so bad. And the other thing, too, is you got to remember, okay, this year, WrestleMania is at that big new... San Francisco 49ers Stadium. Next year, it's at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Huge. That is one of the biggest arena stadiums. I don't know what you want to call that. In the world. Sports complex. Sports complex in the world. You know how empty that thing's going to be if they shit the bed this year? I mean, unless they do something crazy like sell tickets for like $20, that place is going to be half empty because, I mean... I wouldn't go to it. Well, here's the thing, Deuce. You got to have a headliner that sells. Like The yes. Rock's been a bless his heart. The Rock is awesome. We love him. You know, I, we we talked about it this year. And we're came huge back. fans of the we're Rock. Huge fan. Listen to our Rock Returns episode. Yeah. We we loved it. We were both fanboy and geeking out over him. Still, the dude is amazing, um, even to this day. But you can't have you can't be. Hanging How much all, can he be life support for the exactly, WWE? You How much the can he head. be the yep. the WrestleMania life support where it's like. Oh crap! We don't have any plans. Oh, let's 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 do CPR with the Rock. Let's you know let's give the paddles to WrestleMania, which is the Rock. We're and yeah. we get it back to life because well, people want to see the Rock. Well, that's the thing. Is like who's over right now? The WWE. You know, Daniel Bryan is injured. Um, yeah. Roman Reigns is injured. Yeah. We think about the three. The, there's three people that were getting huge pushes. Yeah. Wade Barrett. 
because that Bad News Barrett was selling was merch. Over. He was way over. over. And, and and I got to meet him. My wife and I got to meet him this year uh, at, at Tampa Bay Comic Con. Yeah. And the dude was a class act. He maybe I'll post a picture on our page. Yeah, he, he post a, a class picture because man, yeah, he the was dude was super so classy. nice, and he was just like, my wife goes, "Hey, can we get a picture?" He's like, "Yeah." And we were just chatting with him. He had their own vacation and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah. "Dude." The dude was awesome. Yeah. He was so cool. And he was so over. Him and Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, those three were probably the biggest that were getting over, and yeah. they all got injured. So it's like... And it was like, ba-bam, ba-bam, ba-bam. He, now, I will say this. The only good news is... <coughs> the only good news is now they're pushing... <coughs> the only good news is now they're pushing Seth Rollins and they're pushing Dean Ambrose to the moon, which never would have gotten that push without this and happening. They're doing a great job. It hats Amazing. off to them. They're doing really great. And they're both great, great wrestlers, so yeah. that's a good thing. But think about it. In Other lo- than Ziggler, who yeah. else do you got? Nobody. Because Ziggler is, let's just put it, let's just put it frank. Ziggler is probably the best uh, face in the company right now, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Cena. Besides Cena. Besides Cena. Because Ziggler is popular everywhere. You go, especially, you saw how hardcore the UK fans are. Oh, yeah. They boo and they cheer. They cheer the, yeah. the, the heels, but they were cheering for Ziggler. So that was yeah. a huge thing. Uh, so Ziggler is very over. And, you know, having him pretty much. To defeat the authority this year that was a huge statement for the WWE and you know and he's you know I think he's cashing his dues and whatnot but when do you think Seth Rollins is going to cash in his money in the bank see I don't know to WrestleMania I I think you've got one of two things either a you write wait you wait until WrestleMania and do a cash in because that's the only cash in that's never happened yet and I really That's thought that point. was going to happen last year. Was we were going to have a cash in at WrestleMania, right. but we have not but had a WrestleMania cash Orton in yet. Been? He's injured, right? Um, I don't know. No, what no, his no. Story he was is. filming a movie and then he came back. I thought that was a deal. Maybe I don't know, but we haven't seen Orton much. And yeah, because was, we thought he was going to come back at the last paper because it was in his hometown, right. and we're like, oh, he's going to come back. Yeah, no. M- my early WrestleMania prediction, which will get blown out of the water because it's probably way too early. Or maybe it's just me wishful thinking. And you think Brock and Cena? God, that was where I hope everyone, not. Me too. I yeah, and they either. were saying like maybe Brock versus uh, uh, Roman Reigns, which I hope not. What I would love to see, and this is just a, probably just fantasy booking and wish fulfillment, a fatal four-way, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, and then you need a big name like a Cena to help carry that match. But those are the three youngest, hungriest guys in the company. You give them 45 minutes, the four of them, and they will tear the house down. And Cena can carry it on name recognition and then do something crazy. Like, each one has a... Okay, throw it from a couple WrestleMania... Well, not a couple, probably a few WrestleManias ago. Each member of the McMahon family had a champion and it was a fatal four-way match had right. the same thing right, right, right. where they're all fighting for who's going to run the company and then each one of them get a champion have a fatal four-way and whoever wins that person is now in control of the company do that storyline over again because hell that happened eight years ago or ten years ago yeah. people don't remember it you can recycle it but i think a fatal four-way match like that um, would be the way to go for the main event. I agree. I also think we're starting to get in that transitional phase now where we're going to 
wrestlers like the Big Show and Mark Henry aren't going to be able to do this much longer. No. So and we're Kane. See Kane. I mean, there, there's that paradigm shift. You know, you've got the new hot Sami Zayn and Aaron, yeah. Adrian Neville who are. St- I mean, in, I'm going to be straight up honest with you, dude. NXT is a NXT. Best thing going. I can watch NXT. And go to the and watch NXT arrivals, the pay per views, yeah. and I am having a fucking amazing time watching everyone because they're fun. It's all about the wrestling. I mean, this next pay per view coming up for yeah. NXT looks amazing. So yeah. it's like I, NXT's put out a great product, and I, I feel like they're overshadowed. You know, and I think they are too. And it, it's really funny that you mentioned that because they put out a tweet today for NXT. Adrian Neville is the longest running NXT World Champion. Because I want to say he's been the champion for like a year now. Or it's something been a while, crazy. yeah. Yeah, because he beat uh, he beat um, Bo, Bo Dallas, Dallas. Yeah. yeah, and he won the title. Um, I just think the the two big things, and I will say this: I, this is the one thing where I think Triple H might actually semi have his shit together. He said, "Look, I don't want anybody coming from NXT to the main roster unless you have a storyline for him." I don't want you just bringing them up just to bring them up. Well, that's what I actually. I'm gonna be honest with you. I know I might get backlash, but yeah. I love Bo Dallas. I think he is he he is so annoying that yeah. you hate him. But it's something but that's about. Good. But yeah. it's good because he's selling merch. People love the Bo Leaf shirts, and he he can be someone that can mix up the WWE seriously. Yeah. Or 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 because the Wyatt family is no longer anymore. Yeah. It's, which it's, that was a horrible that was idea. weird, man. Yeah. I I because I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was, well, we were talking about this yeah. about pay per views. The last really good pay per view was uh, Evolution versus Shield. Yeah. That was the last good one. Yeah, um, or the Wyatt's the, Wyatt's versus the Evolution, Evolution. No, or Shield or something. Wait, they all yeah. did. Wait, hold on. We're getting they mixed and matched. They mixed for a while and matched. There. But I remember it was last year some pay per view. It was a Shield and the Wyatts, and I remember it was uh, the Raw before or the SmackDown before, and they were standing in the ring. And they were both this, both groups were just standing and staring at each other. Yeah. And the crowd, I have not heard the they crowd. Went ape shit. They went nuts. And like this is awesome chant and all that stuff, which I love. Hey, WWE Universe, continue to do that because that WWE listens to that. Oh yeah. When you tell do. someone they love when you love this match, you think this match is awesome. Vince McMahon and Triple H go, all right. Yeah. That's like you know they take note feather in your cap, so to speak. Um, but that's that was how long ago was that pay per view? I mean, almost a year ago. I don't know. Yeah, it feels it's like probably it. been but like now a year they, ago. Yeah, evolution is no more. The Wyatt family is no, no more. more. They're destroying everything, and and bless them. Ryback's getting a push again, but he's not gonna. I mean, it wasn't like the first run he had where he was really over. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like I, there's no as Stone Cold said, there's no real stars really to to really push. Because once Cena was out, it was just like the product was. Yeah, it know. took a straight dump. I don't know. Hopefully they'll fix it. We're, we're both excited. We could talk on forever. We're, we're we're approaching an hour here, so I mean, we, we've this is the happy hour, Johnny and Deuce, and uh, we we hope you guys. Are, we you know we talked about this before. We hope you guys you know uh, in the confines of your home. We hope that you're drinking along with us, having a yeah. good time because we love doing this. This is made by fans for fans. We always yes. say that, um, and uh, we love doing this. We will continue to do this, um, and. Uh, there's several ways you can find us, and Twitter is a big thing. We're really wanting to push this Twitter. Yes, uh, that's at HH Podcast Show. So definitely, you know, that's HH Podcast Show. I want to make sure you guys can hear that clearly. Definitely go on there and follow us and retweet us and t- you know send stuff our way. Be like, hey, I 
you know, I like this. I didn't like that. This is my favorite wrestlers. This is this and that. Uh, also, you can we, we want to do another mailbag episode. For sure. We had a great turnout, our last mailbag episode. So go back and check it. We had people from literally all over the world send us emails, which is amazing. We're very happy about that. Um, that's hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. And, of course, uh, we're on Facebook. Uh, you just like you said earlier in the episode, you can just type us in the search bar. And uh, hashtags are really important. You know, that's how people can find us. That's how people can find, you know, things that you'd like to talk about. Yep. So, and. So, when you're talking about the Happy Hour podcast on the Twitter machine, there's two hashtags you need to use that's hashtag Happy, Happy Hour podcast, podcast and hashtag, hashtag Deuces on the, on the loose. loose. See ya. Later. Later.